1: the What's going on,
2: player profiler nation, welcome to the latest episode of Trade Gods. I am your co-host, although you may have forgotten it's been a while, but I am <laughs> at a key room and I am joined by my fellow Trade God brethren, the morning man himself, the host of Wake and Take, the player profiler social media extrav- extravaganza, or make it up words here now, my man Jason Alwine. What's up, Jay?
0: What's up, man? Happy to be back. Happy to see you on the other side, man. There is... No better time than some trade gods action with Matty Kibwo with Jason Allwine. <laughs>
2: we are back, baby. We're very excited for today's episode. Although I did get a piece of information before we went live that's kind of thrown my whole brain through a loop. Sure. Um, I'm not going to say what it is, but it has to do with uh, Jason and how he records. So I will leave that to you, our trade god fans, uh, and you can take that information with with of which you, you could do whatever you want. But we have a a dynamite show lined up for today. Uh, We got three trades that we're breaking down, real-life trades that are happening. We are breaking them down and talking about the trade markets and what they look like. And then we have three buys and three sells. In season, the buying and the selling is the most important part. Yeah, we could break down your trades, but it's not as philosophical as it once was. The trade gods weren't so big-picture thinking anymore we were in the offseason but now we want to win we want to get you guys and you gals ready to rock and roll and that's going to be a whole lot of buys and sells so jason what do you say should we just dive right on in or what
0: i I think so i think so i'm ready let's do it
2: the first trade that we will be breaking down today comes from a 14 team ppr one qb start 10 Team A is acquiring Nelson Aguilar and Josh Jacobs, and they are trading away T Higgins, James Cook, in a twenty twenty four second. Seems like a nice haul if you're trading away Josh Jacobs. But Jason, what do you see? This, what side of the trade are you on here? And maybe if you want to talk a little bit about buying uh, a player that you consider a star like a Jacobs.
0: Yeah, um, and I mean, to me, the star in this trade is starting to become James Cook. Uh, just kind of the way he's performing these past few weeks and everything. And what's funny, I mean, if you tell someone this trade happened just a few weeks ago, before the season kicked off, I mean, A, Nelson Aguilar would be a non-factor, but it's looking like he's at least going to score some points for you if you need yeah, it.
2: Yeah, looks like maybe a flex filler, a weekly flex filler. Or yeah, something like that.
0: yeah, you know, if someone's out too. I mean, like, obviously he really scored the points because Adele was out. Mark Andrews has kind of been unhealthy. It, it is what it is, but still, you know, he's out there. Josh Jacobs, he's getting the volume, not, of course, as efficient as he was last season, but you know, it is what it is, but it's Mm -hmm. T. Higgins has 20 targets and only eight receptions, scored zero points in week one, Mm -hmm. four points last week. Luckily, luckily scored 29 points for you in week two, but something clearly seems off with him, which I think made this trade possible because normally you're not getting T. Higgins, James Cook and a second. just josh jacobs especially going into the season i mean with i mean like especially with everything that's going on with him in the raiders in general and the fact that most people know and expect players of josh jacobs running style to fall off a little bit with that kind of volume and production after a season but i think that this is a nice buying window for t higgins and it's a great opportunity in buying james cook who's top 10 in true yards per carry yards per touch breakaway runs expected points added is third in rush yards. This season is 12 Mm -hmm. points per game, looking like the main running back for the Buffalo bills, getting tons of volume. So I'm easily on the second side. I think you're getting some great assets and um, yeah, I mean, what about you?
2: Listen, this was a home run for team B uh, because you illuminated to the most important factor when breaking this trade down, Josh Jacobs was a top, you know, three performer last year at the running back position. i still think he's good. Um, Is he the best player in this deal? Uh, I think you could make that argument by the end of the year. We'll be looking at Josh Jacobs as the best player in this deal, but James cook is surging and he is surging in a way that I think he is here to stay. Ladies and gentlemen, we are now seeing um, a more than 55% snap share. Each of the first three, he's averaging just over 14 carries a game. He's running around uh, just over twenty routes a game, and he's had over a hundred total yards each of the last two games. And what I am finding so encouraging about James Cook is the fact that the Bills are not just using him in this gimmick esque role. No, they're using him like they used Devin Singletary last year. I mean, Damien Harris and the La- La- Davis Murray will get those uh, one yard, two yard touchdown runs. And that's why I like Latavius Murray uh, this year more than I was expecting. But James Cook is being used as the bell cow. And it's time to start looking at this guy like a bell cow. And one more thing about James Cook. I will say this. He has yet to score a touchdown. And he has finished with 10 or more fantasy points all three weeks. That is highly encouraging for a player of James Cook's uh, stature in uncertainty let's call it what it is coming into the year. So love this side for team B. However, I do want to ask you a follow-up question here because um, we brought it up on the show. It feels like two years ago, but it was just a few shows ago. uh, Our, our kind of game plan on attacking a guy like Josh Jacobs. And my plan was uh, that you should wait for this window because I did believe there would be a buying window because he was so late to, to camp. He was, uh, not necessarily in shape, uh you know, the football-ready NFL game shape that these guys are used to, that he might start off slow. But Josh Jacobs is still every bit of the wide running back one for the Las Vegas Raiders. He is going to be there, Belka. He is going to get crazy, crazy volume. Um, so I do like the idea of buying Josh Jacobs, but this, to me, seems like you're buying uh Josh Jacobs last year, week 13. That's what the type of price this looks like as opposed to the price now um is there a price or let me ask you this it's a two-part question jason are you trying to buy josh jacobs and if so what of what you know give it a a general type price tag that you're willing to pay
0: yeah i think i would be buying josh jacobs i mean i'm pulling up player profiler right now and he's still fifth in opportunity share surprisingly is the third most receiving yards i mean did not really expect that coming into the year and Mm i mean the only thing is really the efficiency and as you mentioned i mean just wasn't in game shape i mean he's he's been not there with the organization so i do think that assuming he stays healthy that uh, i mean he should get hot especially towards the end of the season so yeah this is a great window for him i'm not giving up potential superstars and youth like james cook and t higgins though i would right, like to right. kind of stay within that realm or maybe just give a draft pick i don't i don't really want to use an asset that is as good as a t through james cook really uh, maybe a T Higgins, like if you uh are a really strong a wide receiver and need a running back, like that's okay. But mm-hmm. uh, like just regularly, I'm not really doing that. Yeah, certainly an
2: overpay for Jacobs. Yeah. And, the, and this could be one of those things where team A looks, well, I got Jacobs and he's finished as the you know running back seven on a play yeah. for basis you're like oh yeah okay okay yeah. but at the same time overpay is an overpay is an overpay and this was certainly an overpay we got turkey sub in the chat saying he was able to flip Calvin Ridley for T Higgins what do you think about that real quick
0: i think a dynasty you've definitely got to smash that but i don't know i almost i almost just want to have fun with Calvin Ridley right now i i, I don't know if it's great analysis or the right play to do it but I, i'm kind of it's kind of just <laughs> fun and exciting and it, he did flash a little bit, and T. Higgins hasn't done that, right? And I mean, but both offenses—the Jaguars, the Jungle Cat teams—they're not looking. They're looking way more disappointing than they were supposed to coming into the year. So it's it's definitely interesting, but you know, I, I think it's basically even uh, when you really look at it.
2: Yeah, I think I think in a dynasty, you're going to take the youth in yeah. a redraft setting. Yeah, yeah, you're pretty much probably lockstep. I, I will say this. Uh, Ridley's one of his top three games probably already happened. I don't think you've gotten yeah. one of T. Higgins' top explosion games. So that's, yeah. it's not a bad trade, but I also like the way you describe Calvin Ridley. It's probably very similar to how Travis Kelsey is talking about Taylor Swift. Yeah, we're just having some fun. You know, it's casual. <laughs> I just, you know, I want to label it, I want to make it a big thing. It's just fun. You know, we're having some fun. <laughs> that's what it's about. <laughs> that's what it's about, having some fun. And we are moving on to another trade. Uh, this is a 14-team PPR Superflex 1.75 t- and premium start 10. If the settings look familiar, it is because yes, this is a trade that went down in the trade got invitational. This is the yeah. TGIF trade byproduct. So team A is getting Calvin Austin and Bryce Young. Team B is getting Brock Purdy. Jason, go ahead and make the argument for trading away Josh uh, Brock purdy and, and is this enough the team a get enough
0: you know i don't really know I, I i still don't really know i saw this trade come in and i wonder why i saw the trade come in but i saw it come in and i at least scratched my head because you look at this and it's like how did this trade happen especially when you look at things through a lens of before the season with everything going around with brock purdy and bryce young ended up being mm-hmm. the number one quarterback things looking good with him i mean this is at that point in time a smash For the team getting calvin austin and bryce young but i mean as the season's progressed and brock purdy has established himself as probably the future of the 49ers Mm -hmm. at least for the next few years uh, i mean it it, things are looking good he's been spectacular so far i mean he's 19th in points per game which isn't the best but he's still second in epa eighth in passer rating getting things done hasn't turned it over a ton if at all 17 points 15 points 20 points two touchdowns and two out of three games a rushing touchdown sprinkled in there. Uh, I mean, it's. I mean, he's looked great. He's looked great. But when you're trading him away, you've understood that you've held him through the times of being really cheap. And and at some point, you kind of want to offload and see what you can get. And in this case, this was me trading away Brock Purdy, uh, And it Hello. was tough to do. It was tough to do. It was tough to do. But uh, in my case, I have Kenny Pickett on my team. So I was kind of attracted to Calvin Austin, the way he's been used so far. Uh, let's see, I have the actual number six targets, the first game, four targets, second game, this trade was made before this week, but he ended up having six targets and a touchdown after this trade came through, which was nice. Uh, mm-hmm. And we see the utilization there and he's contributing on special teams as well. So he seemed to kind of earned himself this roster spot and a role and Bryce young hasn't started off. Great. I'll admit it, but I still do think that he has a career ahead of him and that he'll be with a similar floor as Brock Purdy. And, in my opinion, a higher ceiling, although it's going to be a little bit of a rockier road to get there. So I I, I just, I, I took the gamble here and uh, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm really curious your thoughts.
2: So I think w- w- what is really important to remember when you, when you're making trades like this is um, what lens are you looking at it with? And, and mm-hmm. that might seem like a cop but I think it's uh, apt for being good at making trades because there are two different ways you can get trades. The bulldozer, you know, approach where I want to win. Now I want to get the better player. Now I want to uh, take advantage of points now. And I think that lens would tell you, you want Brock Purdy, Mm -hmm. Uh, but there's also the value lens and the value lens is how a lot of really good dynasty players stay good at dynasty is that they continuously look at trades for value and they don't bull through and look for fantasy points. And I think when you look at it through that value lens, this is a smash trade. What we always forget, in fantasy football is what we were thinking three weeks ago we like live in these when the season gets going when the fantasy bullets are flying and we're crawling through the fantasy trenches looking for wins we live in these incredibly short three-week windows where three weeks ago cj shroud stunk three weeks ago brock purdy's elbow was falling apart and then you just have to recalibrate but When you look at this trade through value, you're saying to yourself, okay, you're getting um, the first overall pick in a Superflex league, the consensus um, what at worst 104 in your Superflex startup rookie drafts. And I think if you can remember, again, we're stuck in this three-week loop, but if you can remember before that, let's remember back to 4th of July, having hot dogs, beers, fireworks. It was raining in Massachusetts. It kind of sucked that day, but I still remember (laughs) it. (laughs) <laughs> imagine getting imagine seeing an offer come across your ticker i'm going to give you right. calvin austin and the 104 for brock purdy
0: right that was honestly what made me do it i was like you know what i haven't made a trade in a minute this is the trade gods league and i i this is the best offer i've seen for my brock purdy and you know it's cool I want to have some fun. I want to have some Bryce
2: Young on my team. See what happens. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, that, that's why I love talking trades with you because we'll also bring in the, kind of like that gut feeling part of it, yeah. the fun part of it. What I always – I like to call it the vibes. You yeah. know, fantasy <laughs> is about analytics. It's about football, the tape, the learning of the game itself. But it's also about the vibes. Sometimes you want to vibe out, and this is a vibe out trade. But, again, if, you, if I phrased it to you, that you traded Brock Purdy for Calvin Austin in the 104 I think people would go wow what a smash but you right. put just 3 weeks just 3 weeks of stats behind those players and everyone's going to think that this was not enough for Brock Purdy and I think that's what's important here is you were clearly trading through the value lens because yeah. like you said you're covered on the now lens on the points end of things and I think you got good players now our friend of the show Cody Carpentier he sees Calvin Austin's kind of cr- career trajectory potentially mirroring one like tyler lockett where first yeah. year he wasn't that good maybe second year he's a little bit better but he's sporadic he has really bad weeks but really good weeks but he could settle in do that type of role maybe one day if deontay johnson moves on or whatnot so yeah i like this trade i think this is a i think again if you're looking at it through i need to tear up at quarterback long term i think you did that and you also got a player That is usable now. It could be even more usable later. Um, For people wondering, uh, uh, the Dynasty ranks on playerprofile.com at QB have brought Purdy at 22, Bryce Young at 16. Uh, So it's a sizable gap there. So I think that that's a good move and then getting the second asset makes a whole lot of sense. Now, we're gonna answer a couple we have a couple of these uh trade questions in the chat. We're gonna to get to those in a second. We still have one more trade that we are going to break down for y'all. But before we do, let's take a little pause for the cause and hear about underdog
1: fantasy. It has been two years since Josh Larkey paved the way for fantasy gamers to start expecting positive returns from pick'em games, specifically underdog pick'ems. And how do you do it? Well, you look at a slate and you find a great shootout or a sneaky shootout. You also look for a shit show game. Three, four, five, six guys in one game. That's right. You can do it. You can do it. And you can 100x your payout on underdog. Think about week one. Jets-Bills was a shit show. Did we see the Aaron Rodgers injury coming? No, but we knew the Jets have a good defense. We knew the Bills have a good defense. Why not expect the worst? And the worst is what we got. So if you had gone Dalvin Cook less than, Garrett Wilson less than, Aaron Rodgers less than, Josh Allen less than, Gabriel Davis less than, boom, 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 boom. you can go six for six. Same thing in week two. Oh, week two. Oh, sneaky shootout there in Philadelphia. Minnesota's going to be in comeback mode, so we'll go cousins Jefferson, Hawkinson, more than. Madison, less than. But also, Swift, more than. Boom, 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 That's how you do it with the underdog pick'ems. And you use promo code UNDERWORLD to get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. You put in $100. Underdog matches that deposit up to $100 bucks with promo code UNDERWORLD. Go start picking.
2: At a room, joined by my guy, Jason Allwine. The blank is off. We got those spicy takes coming at you. But before we dive into this third and final trade of the night, let's answer some trade questions in the chat. Shane Jacobus, do we trade Kirk? I have hurts I'm assuming it's Kirk Cousins. Mm. What do you think?
0: I would put both on the table and go with the best offer. Being totally honest, Kirk Cousins and the Vikings are throwing it at a historic rate right now. And I mean in the nfc north that's looking like a shootout division and if it's not a shootout division it's a garbage game against the bears you're gonna i mean you're really not gonna have much of a reason to bench Kirk cousins at any point in the season so if you can get a really good return for jalen hurts do it and ride with kirk or if you can get a really good return for kirk and still be able to ride out hurts that's good too but i'm exploring both and going with the best offer available
2: love it Lee Lil Bro 17. What's up, Lil Bro? Would you trade London and Warren for Akers and Christian Watson?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, I would too. I would too. I would too. I mean, let's let's what is what does Drake London have for fantasy points? You had what 16 last week? What did he get this past week when they faced off against the Detroit Lions? It wasn't it was a lot like, of fantasy points. It
0: was still like okay. I want to say it was like an eight or nine or something like that.
2: So let's just let's just call it let's call it ten. Let's go super high with it and say that he scored twenty six fantasy points on the season. Uh, Christian Watson might come back on Thursday night and just get more than that one game. And yeah, yeah. More <laughs> I mean, that's what that's what he could provide five point one. So we're talking about twenty three fantasy points on the season. Christian Watson can come back Thursday and get all that back. Um, I don't really believe in in Akers, but what I do believe in uh, acquiring him now might make some sense because. There could be a potential value bump in the near future where you could flip him. So I don't I, I know the, the world loves Jalen Warren. Uh, I still love Najee Harris. We'll talk about him in a second. As you can see, he is on the screen. But yeah, absolutely. Little bro, pull the trigger. Rod tips down. Do I trade Hopkins and Algier for flowers? A hundred and fifty percent. Yes. Ten more targets this past week. He is on pace now for 140 targets. And I don't want to. Take credit for this. This comes from Alex Caruso as he was on, uh, uh, I think it was NFL, uh, day game day. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure of the, the platform, but it's a big platform. He was on it, and I was watching it on TikTok. So shout out to Alex Caruso. He said uh, 140 targets. Guys who have gotten 140 targets more, uh, more than 95% of those guys has finished as a wide receiver, top 24 wide receiver, uh, 76% I think he said finished as a top 10 wide receiver so 140 targets indicates a top at least top 20 seasons so yes i am 100 in the flowers are you taking this trade
0: yeah yeah i think so i think that we're starting to see out here fall off a little bit and i mean this titans offense looks abysmal right now ryan Tannehill looks like the worst quarterback in the league it uh, does and, and there's zach wilson is playing so <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's true, that's true. <laughs>
2: yeah get zay flowers you're not gonna be mad about that night hawk trade deandre swift and Chris. Tr- Whoa, okay. Read this wrong. Gotta have to recalibrate. Trade Swift for Christian Watson and Pacheco.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love Christian Watson. And it's looking like based off these comments, there is a buy window for approximately 23 hours because they kick off tomorrow night. He's making his NFL, his NFL debut. I'm pretty sure it's the Lions. That's 100 percent going to be a shootout. And he's going to score north of 20, 30 points. So yeah, buy Christian Watson right now. Uh everyone listening.
2: I love DeAndre Swift, but I'm still taking this trade. Yeah. Giovanni Castro, shout out to you. Would you trade Swift for Hollywood Brown, Rashi Rice, and a mid 2024 second?
0: That one's to kind of, I'm gonna like lessen our normal phrase instead of like a hundred for like a few ten dollar bills. This is like fifty for two twenties and a ten. So it's really not that much of a downgrade. I think it's fine. I think you're getting some good assets. Um, and Rashi Rice is looking to have a good career. I think Hollywood Brown will do better, even when Kyler Murray returns. Plus, that second could turn into something. So I think that's a good enough return to do it. But it, I mean, it's it's a it's a tough choice based on how Swift's playing right now.
2: Gio GC, don't do it, man. Keep DeAndre. He looks like a bona fide league winner right now. So keep DeAndre Swift. Bronson is in the chat. Trade Etn Sutton and Addison for Diggs and Javante.
0: No, I think I'm holding on to ETN, Addison, and Sutton there. Um, it sounds like that person might be interested in acquiring Sutton. I wouldn't mind selling that, but I think ETN and Addison are pretty firm holds right now.
2: 100% agree. That seems like too much for Diggs and Javante. Go ahead and keep those three players because I think they're all starters uh, on the, in that lineup. Okay, so that is, that's that's going to wrap up the uh, the chat question. Shout out chat. Shout out everyone who's rocking. We love you. Let's break down this third trade. It comes to the 14-team PPR Superflex start 10. I w- I had to put this on there because the Najee market is one of the more perplexing ones, one of the more frustrating uh, markets to be a part of right now. Um, but right here we're seeing Najee Harris traded away for John Mechie in a 24-second. If you have Najee, I'm going to ask this to you both ways. If you have Najee, is this enough? And if you uh, were offered – uh, Naji for your Mechie in a second? Are you taking it? And are those questions the same? Probably.
0: Yeah, if I have Mechie in a second, I'm off for Najee. I'm taking the risk. If I have Najee, which I, I unfortunately do uh, in a couple places, in the Trade Gods League in particular, um, I am not taking this. I, I'm just not. I, I Where I think Najee, and especially a player that has fallen off from such a high point, is used best, is as a throw-in in a trade to upgrade. To where it like is it, the offer comes into the other person and they see Najee Harris's name, it's already pretty close and it really just throws it over the top. Like, if I, for example, used Brock Purdy, maybe Brock Purdy and Najee Harris for CJ Stroud, that might, you know, get it done because it's Najee. But I mean, if you took away the name from it, probably not based on the production. However, there's still some underlying stuff here from Najee that I'm not, you know, too concerned about. I think that things could get better. But it's ultimately going to come down to the Steelers. Very tough first two matchups. I was hoping last week we would see some vintage Najee. We really didn't. But still, he's second in breakaway runs and run rate and 13th in evaded tackles right now. And that's coming with only, unfortunately, the 29th best opportunity share. And he's only in one red zone touch, which is really, really not good. He hasn't had a game above 65 yards, which is not good. But when that when he's you know I think he had like 16 carries last week. The Steelers' offense is average, gonna get a little bit better as the season goes on, and he's the guy. Last year, for example, started off poorly and then got hot towards the end of the year. I just I can't justify selling this low on him right now.
2: This is nowhere near enough, and I'm not saying yeah. you don't you shouldn't shop Najee, but this is not enough. Yeah. This is a 24 second for Najee. Because uh, as much as we are rooting for Mechie, we're going to always root for a guy who's battled what he's battled to come back to the NFL. That's fantastic. But Tank Dell is the the guy there. Nico Collins is uh, another really strong weapon there. It, the John Mechie thing, I don't think, is going to become a thing uh, in terms of us wanting him in fantasy. Uh, where Najee, I still think there's a chance, a good chance, that we see a lot better output coming forward. Like you mentioned. Some of his efficiencies, his ability to break away runs is still there, uh, but I want to talk about their their offense and how defenses are game planning against him. He is second. Uh, he goes against 7.2 defenders in the box. That's the second most. Uh, he goes against a stacked front 45.7% of the time. That's the most in the NFL and the P- Pittsburgh Steelers have seen 11 stuffed runs. That's third. Uh, I think once Deontay gets back, once this offense starts becoming a little bit more vertical, Calvin Austin becomes more of a threat going into games where people have to account for him. I think that opens up some more running lanes, and we've seen Najee look good. We've seen some of those punishing runs that we know him to 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 come in love from Najee. And right now, uh, of course, Jalen Warren is getting his touches, but there's, Najee's still getting the lion's share of the opportunities uh, in terms of, the, what's going on in the league over 50 about 54 percent uh so i'm i'm i I personally am holding naji uh this was actually a trade that happened in the league that i do participate in and when i saw that this was the price tag of naji i almost i almost cried because i was like dang it i should have jumped in that market because if that was the price tag holy cannoli i would have taken it with a heartbeat because i do think there are better days ahead for yeah. naji harris so That's going to wrap up the trade breakdowns. But now it's time to get into America's favorite trade segment.
1: It's time to buy and sell.
2: So we're going to start with our buys here. Uh, We got six players, three buys, three sells. Jason, this guy was one of your buys. So why should people in fantasy uh, buy Kyle Pitts?
0: Yeah. I mean, like all of these, it's ultimately going to come down to price, but I'm, I'm still not giving up on Kyle Pitts. I just can't do it. And I see these games every Sunday, he's getting open and he's running really good routes and he's looking very athletic and believe it or not, he's still eighth in yards per reception and 10th in receiving yards. And has the ninth most targets among tight ends so far. You would not think that based on the stories. And he's been first in air yards, air yard share, averaged at the target, unrealized air yards, catch rate, contested catch rate. The deep targets are there. I, ju- I think it's eventually going to hit. And I'm finally getting off the Desmond Raider bandwagon a little bit here, which means. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and that is big news. That is big news.
0: It is. It is. Um, and so I do think better quarterback days are ahead for him. And at that point, you're definitely not going to be to, be able to acquire him. And in these tight end premium leagues, and in like Scott Fishbowl, he's still getting you like 10, 15 points a game because these catches, you're getting the first downs, you're getting like the big yards from it uh, and the and the extra tight end premium. Like he's not getting you the worst points in the world in some of these you know higher tight end scoring leagues. So I I, I don't know. I'm buying him. I think you can get a good price on him, and I do think better days are ahead. Look at the Drake-London game in Week 2, for example. And Kyle Pitts' best game of his entire career was in London two years ago. His rookie season had over 100 yards, a touchdown, and they're playing in London this week against the Jaguars in a shootout. So buy window's ticking away. Yeah, you know, you can't always use historical analysis. But, you know, in this case, I'm doing it because it helps my argument. And so I'm buying Kyle Pitts.
2: It's a tough – you have to make a tough case when the league you're saying is a good buy candidate. You can't make trades in. Scott Fishbowl yeah. can't make yeah. trades in. So That's true. <laughs> but anyway, I, I, let me ask you this, though. Uh, What's your opinion, it, Dynasty versus Redraft?
0: I think I'm still buying in Redraft because you have to – the tight end position is so awful, and he still has weak winning upside. He's still – I guarantee it on this episode, he's still going to have at least two games this year with over 20 points. At least. Right. He's still going to have some of those ceiling games come across, whether it's with Desmond Raider, whether it's with Taylor Heineke or whether it's you know, Mike White for some reason, you know, whoever they bring in. But it's I, it's going to happen. He's going to have some ceiling games. He's going to win you some weeks. He's going to still finish, you know, top 12 in the position if he stays healthy uh, and the price that you can get him for right now. I mean, the market on him's low. He's out targeted by John o. Smith, out produced by John o. Smith. I Cordero Patterson is probably gonna come back this week and get more receiving yards, you know. <laughs> like it's
2: <laughs> you I think you just reverse sold us. You had a sold on buying, and now we're like, no, no, no just I'm just telling you why. Out you of it. I, I am an absolute sell in redraft in Dynasty. I think that the price is now at a point where they go shot. I'm gonna take a shot because I think the also the price tag on a replacement level tight end that you could put in. As you're waiting for him to take off is easy enough in Dynasty. Yeah, so I mean, buy in Dynasty, selling draft for me. You're saying buy across the board. My buy is Roshan Johnson. Roshan Johnson week one, 39.4 snapshare. Uh went up to 41.2%, up to 45% this past week against the Chiefs. We see him get a, we saw him get a career high in carries last week. He's had no less than two receptions in each of the games. He has played as a pro and who come, who do they play this week? The Denver Broncos, the team that gave up eight rushing or eight total touchdowns to their opposing running backs last week. I think that Roshan's day is approaching. And uh, if you know, you're in a shallow redraft league, maybe you just have to add them. You don't have to buy, but in other leagues where that window of opportunity is still there to buy, i got to do it, especially in my redraft leagues because this is the guy you can get into now that becomes a league winner later uh, because we love the talent. The offense stinks, but we've seen running backs be able to perform in stinky uh, offenses. I, you know, Just remember last year with the Bears, David Montgomery was usable every single week, and Roshan Johnson has all of those qualities. Uh, and maybe even a little bit more. So, if you want a guy that could be your weekly starting running back, buy now before that price sees a little bit of a spike. Anything you want to add on, Roshan, before we get to your rookie running back buy?
0: Ah, I'm, I'm with you 100%. You've got to buy. I mean, he's, he's going to get utilized a ton. I mean, the pass catching work is there. It's all there. It's going to be good.
2: And I want to remind people week one, six receptions, 55 total yards yeah. and touchdown. I mean, it's there. His ability yeah. is there. So uh definitely want to buy this. This next rookie running back, I cannot believe that there is even a crack open to buy, but there is. So John Jason, tell everyone why people should buy Jameer Gibbs.
0: Yeah, I mean you already said it. I don't know why a buy window is available, but it but it is. Unfortunately, he has not scored a touchdown and the usage hasn't lined up, but it will line up. It's simple. He started the, the year, he had he was used as a receiver. He, and then had a game where he had like seven receptions and then he comes out last week and only has one reception, but 18 carries or 17 carries and one reception, 18 touches total, but either way, he's getting the carries now. You know, we all thought that maybe Craig Reynolds would be used a lot, but no, it was Jameer Gibbs between the tackles. It was Jameer Gibbs as the running back. And then it's going to be Jameer Gibbs as the running back and the receiving running back. It's going to be special. Like you said, with James Cook, he hasn't scored the touchdown yet. So the points haven't totally been there. But everything else is. He's averaging 4.5 yards per carry, which is solid. He's fourth in breakaway runs. He's fifth in breakaway run rate. He's seventh in evaded tackles. He's 10th in expected points added. The Lions are running the ball the sixth most time in the league. And he still has the eighth most receptions and targets as well. I mean, everything is there for him to line up while attached to one of the best offenses in the league. The buy window shouldn't be open, but it is. So capitalize.
2: You got to send offers on Gibbs, try to buy this. His, you know, production profile screams spike week,
0: screams
2: nuclear week. Um, I think there's a, I, I like, for instance, I, I thought this would be crazy uh, a week ago, but I think a Devon HN gets you at the Jameer Gibbs table. You have to add a little secondary piece, but that was something I thought was miles different a week ago that's something i'd be looking to do but buying jameer gibbs i would absolutely look to buy last week i was talking with some friends and they asked me about him. and my kind of gamble was i think you should wait a week because i thought that the the falcons game would be a bit of a sludge and i didn't think yep. it would have a whole lot of fantasy points so i thought maybe if you wait a week um and then a guy like craig reynolds scored or bam knight scored it would drive his price even more down yeah. Uh and ended up working out. You know, he wasn't a big fantasy producer. Uh, but if you're a gamb- a super gambler, want to go crazy gambler, tomorrow night's game does scream under for me. Uh, David Montgomery looks like he might return. Uh, so if you want to gamble, I could see his value coming down a slight bit after tomorrow night's game. But a player like Jameer Gibbs, I'm not risking it. I'm yeah. trying to make trade offers now because one big game and that window doesn't just shut, it slams shut, gets locked. Bars come on the other side of it. Barb wire gets brought around it. You ain't getting in that damn window. So yeah. send out the offers now or we'll forever. May you hold your peace. Uh, those are the buys. Kyle Pitts, Roshan Johnson, and Jameer Gibbs. Now let's talk about the players that folks should be looking to sell. Um, I will get us started here with my first sell of the week. It is Damian Pierce running back for the Houston Texans last week? Was his best week on the season, he scored 14.9 fantasy points, but that came with a touchdown. Uh, I've never really been a big fan of Damian Pierce in terms of his talent, uh, and this year's really just reflecting that even more. I mean, first two weeks he had a sub 50% snap share. Uh, This week in a game where they beat the crap out of the Jaguars, it was a total Damian Pierce game script type of game. And he still only had a 53.6% snap share. He hasn't gone over 15 carries in a game. He hasn't seen more than three targets in a game. Um, He looks like a guy that's going to be super replaceable this year. And I think a lot of people still believe he has the juice. uh, So you can move him now. When you look at his yards per touch, it's 50th. Uh, He's 28th in evaded tackles. He has yet to even secure a breakaway run, which if you don't know what that means, it's a run of 15 or more yards. So he has yet to break one of those on the season. I don't think he's going to be replaced in this offense, but I think the philosophy has changed drastically from when they drafted him to now they are letting CJ Stroud throw the damn pill. Um, Mm And that's bad for a guy like Damian Pierce uh, now and long-term because they're not going to want a guy like Damian Pierce as this offense gets better. They're going to want a guy who could kind of do it all. They're, and they're going to have an opportunity. They're going to have some high draft picks uh, this year. They don't have their own, so they won't have a first. That's fine. They'll have an early second. They'll have some thirds. They'll have picks uh, yeah. to go ahead and get that running back that they want. So uh, I'm going to use this slight uptick in value, given a good week, to get off any Damian Pierce shares that I may have. Uh, Jason, anything you want to say about Pierce before we move on to your cell?
0: Yeah, I mean, I just I, I was looking into it. You know, I knew that this was the cell thing. I mean, the only metric that he's top 15 in is red zone touches. And yet he only has that one touchdown. And you hit to the ceiling game against the Jaguars or that game against the Jaguars was his ceiling game. And he only mm-hmm. scored 15 points. And he was outproduced by Devin Singletary outside of the touchdown. It's only right. averaging nine points per game. I don't care if the offense looks good. It, it's, you're not really going to be that comfortable with him in your starting lineup. You're talking about a 15 point max, maybe a 20 pointer if he scores two touchdowns, but it's just not worth it. If you can get a decent return, which I mean, I'm sure you're probably in the Rashad White ballpark, for example, with Damian yeah, here.
2: You're probably not so, that far off. Yeah. And I don't want to hear anyone go blah us uh, when he has the same exact game but scores twice. Oh, look at 20. If you score two touchdowns and only have 20 fantasy points, you ain't that good. Right. I'm sorry, exactly. that should be you should be north of that. So uh, sell so Damian Pierce, your sell. We talked about him earlier. Brock Purdy, why did you sell him, and why should our listeners follow suit?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's I, I basically talked about everything already, but, I mean, for the most part, it's just he's reached what he's going to be. It is what it is. Those of us who held on to him and waited, it's time to capitalize. You know, it, it, he is a high-end quarterback, too attached to a good offense with great weapons, and he'll be a consistent producer. I've just described Jimmy Garoppolo. I've just described Derek Carr Mac Jones. I've just described basically any quarterback that you could trade Brock Purdy for and get a cherry on top with, and I think that you should do it. Um, it, it Brock Purdy's being treated like a quarterback one right now, but he's a high-end quarterback too. Uh, and so just get a good price for him. It'll be okay. Is he going to be good at fantasy football? Yes. Is he really good at football? Yes, but I mean, only one time in his career has he scored more than three touchdowns and it was four touchdowns and it was in the playoffs. He's just simply not asked to do that much on a consistent basis. Uh, He's he's a two, maybe three touchdown a game kind of guy, which is good, but you can get a good return for him right now. The hype is there.
2: The hype is there. And now the longevity, like the perceived longevity is there. Trey Lance is out of the picture. Uh, Sam Darnold's not even a thought anymore. So you have now solidified the starting quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers, probably the best team in the NFL. Uh, my only thoughts on Brock Purdy, if you're rebuilding uh, and you're not really interested in him being a focal point of your offense, I'd wait to move him. I think that the the days are, are going to go up. And only the only reason why I say that, not, ne- not necessarily based on his production, but I think as contenders take shape, Injuries may happen. Teams can get a little more desperate. I think you can get even more than what's happening now. I think, uh, you know, if you can get like what we talked about earlier, Jason, got Bryce Young plus. That's something you want to explore now. Totally understand. Completely understand that. But I think that if you're really trying to get a a massive return and really kind of rebuild quickly, wait a few weeks, wait till one of these contending teams becomes uber desperate for a quarterback. Uh, and, you know, obviously we're talking super flex because party is not really going to be used much in your one QB. But in those super flex leagues, wait a little bit mm-hmm. and then pull the triggers. I think you'll be able to uh, absolutely smash. a yeah, actually, the trade.
0: Yeah, I, just to kind of add to that, you know, week 15 when the 49ers locked down that number one seed, you know, may, or maybe, you know, you had the off season trading and they're winning these playoff games. You know, that's definitely a high point there, too. That's definitely coming as well. So,
2: yes, yes, sir, it is. <laughs> My last sell and the last sell on tonight's episode, obviously, QJ, Quinton Johnson. I'm selling now. You made If you made the mistake of drafting him in your rookie draft, drafting him in your startup, drafting him in your seasonal league, now's your chance to jump off. Uh, the role guarantees him having a good week, but no one was really excited for Josh Palmer last year even though he had multiple good weeks as basically the wide receiver one um he's gonna quentin johnson's really just falling into the wide receiver three role and i actually would expect a little bit more gerald everett than i would uh quentin johnson with the absence of mike williams quentin johnson just i don't think he's that great he's not really a separator there uh for all the hype that he received in the off season has not translated to any type of playing time. Um, his season high snap share came in week one. It was only 30%. He hasn't seen more than three targets in a game. And the pod father said this, I believe is in the top 10 takeaway show. Uh, the wide receivers of the LA chargers scored 85 fantasy points last weekend. 85. You know how many Quentin Johnson scored three, Yeah. three Josh Palmer had a receiving touchdown. Quentin Johnson had three targets that made three fantasy points two air yards now i think the argument being made for quentin johnson is now he's being thrust into the role that best suits quentin johnson's skill set and i think that's the hype that you use to get out from underneath get out of the quentin johnson business use that hype that he could jump into a better role uh uh, to and that use that to get out from underneath quentin johnson and get a player like i you know that is an actual starter a reliable starter like Quentin John. If you think you're a contender in dynasty, this is gonna sound crazy. Take Quentin Johnson, see if you can get Adam Thielen. I know that sounds awful, and when you're looking at it through the the value lens that we talked yeah. about earlier, but if you're in the bulldozer mindset, this guy just had 14 targets, had 11 catches, 145 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, I don't yeah. see that happening for Quentin Johnson ever. So uh, I think that this is your chance now to get out of the Quentin Johnson business. Uh, and kind of give the, the projectable prospect to somebody who wants to kind of play on hopes and dreams. I just don't think it's ever going to happen for Quentin Johnson. Yeah, he'll have spike week's receivers Do He plays with Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert has been absolutely dealing this year. He's been making throws that are truly special. Line he will complete some touchdowns to Quentin Johnson. There's no doubt about it, but I don't care. I don't think it's going to be something that you can rely on nor get excited about. So I'm trying to sell Quentin Johnson while I can. Any thoughts on Mr. QJ?
0: Yeah, I just, I think it makes sense, right? It's just seemingly not going to happen. If it was going to happen, I feel like he would have been had high, a higher snap share than now, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Josh Palmer, the, the the quintessential average receiver, right? So it's tough. However, I, I almost just want to hold on one more week. Just see what happens. I mean, this was the whole thesis of drafting Quentin Johnson was when, Mike Williams inevitably got hurt. Quentin Johnston would have some opportunity. Keenan Allen might get hurt in a couple weeks as well. And then you're talking about the wide receiver too. And I I mean, admittedly, you know, I wasn't a fan of his until he got drafted by the chargers, but that, that opportunity volume is going to be there at some point. So if anything, I might wait for one of those weeks where he definitely has that opportunity. But I also do think you're right in that. He's really not going to ever hit the ceiling that a lot of people were expecting. He's more of a gadget player. And if you can get a good return for him right now before people truly realize that before, you know, the speculation becomes realism, then uh, go for it. But I, I do think that there is a little bit of a case to be had about maybe holding on if you're not getting quite the return you want.
2: That's fair. Uh, what, I, what I wish you could do is get a DeLorean, go back in time,
0: <laughs>
1: and
2: convince LA Chargers to take Zay Flowers Yep. there. Because Zay Flowers in this offense – Uh, would be he would be something special. He would be the guy being groomed to take over that Keenan Allen role. So uh, too bad we cannot do that. Uh, That's going to wrap up today's show. Uh, We see a lot of questions in the chat. So stick around because we're going to do a little overtime session uh momentarily so stay here stick stick around and we'll get all your questions answered uh but that's going to wrap up the show the trade gods the newest episode uh it was just so good to be back so good to talk to my man jason So so good to talk all these trades jason tell everyone where they can find all of the dynamite work you're doing for player profile
0: yeah i mean all of the social media platforms now at this point the instagram the facebook tiktok twitter uh, I, I'm posting that stuff with some help from from Tyler Football, some help from Brandon Llewellyn. They're doing some great stuff. And, of course, Seth over on YouTube. My personal stuff, JFootballWine on Twitter. And then you can find me on Wake It Take Monday through Friday here at 10 a.m. Eastern on this YouTube and all the other socials as well.
2: You can find me on Twitter at Keywoom. We got the game plan each and every Saturday, Trade Gods every other Wednesday here on the Player Profiler Network. of shows the future cast with Theo Gremminger is coming out, and it's, it's been hot, the fantasy football market watch, which I have to give massive kudos to my brother here. Uh, the adaptation, the, the visualization, what you brought it to was uh, so sick. It looks so good. Uh, so thank you, Jason, for you. that. Uh, yeah, you can find me all that. And if you can't get enough of everything that I'm doing, uh, check out the executives over on Patreon, patreoncom slash executives or subscribe to the Executives of Fantasy Football YouTube channel. He's Jason Allen. I'm Matty Kiwum. We are the Trade Gods. Make sure to stick around to get your trade questions answered. But we'll talk to you next week. Peace. <laughs>